We're on timer, so let's get started. Okay. Um, wanted to do last week. So was a lot less going on, but Shmini already. We're like pick it up a little bit on uh, on things to talk about. And Shmini has um, within it the, one of the you know very very challenging uh, stories in all of ta- all of all of Torah, all of Tanakh, and the story of the Bnei Ar, another Bnei Aviu, um, and the death of another Bnei and. And I want to talk today uh, not as much about why they died or what does Chazal tell us about why they died, um, but how our own response, really how our own Moshe responds. Um, because there's a, lot to, there's, there's a lot to say about how Aaron responds, how Moshe responds, how, Moshe respond, how Aaron responds to Moshe. Um, so let's see. Machok is really a big Machok between Rashi and the Rashbam. We love Rashbam. So we gotta take a look at the Rashbam, but let's just take a look at what happens, and then we'll we'll move from there. Just by the way, right? Just to know where we are, Shemini at the end of Barshas Sav, Moshe Rabbein, the, the Mishkan has already been built, right? Moshe spends the first seven. The Mishkan's put together. The first seven days, the Mishkan is Moshe Rabbein who serves as the Kohen Gadol for the first seven days. He does all the Avodah the first all seven days. Day eight, now he hands over the reins to Aaron and his sons. And Vayihi, Vayom HaShmini, as Parsha Shmini opens up, it is now Inauguration Day. Was he doing it to show them what to How do? How to do it, oh. etc. Yeah, exactly. So then day eight, they are now, they are now like sort of inaugurated, installed, I guess, as the, as the Kohanim, Aaron is the Kohen Gadol. And now it's Vayihi, Vayom HaShmini, which is called Shmini, it's because it's the eighth day, it's the first day that Aaron and his sons now work as the Kohanim. And it's the day when the, the, the Mishkan is sort of like, is, is, you know, begun. Like you kind of, you know, we, we, the first seven days are kind of like a trial period. And day eight is now day one. Okay? So that whole experience is happening as Parsha Shemini begins. Then, as that day is still going on, the following takes place during all the hubbub of that day. And this is what happens. So, so in, excuse me. Sorry. In the middle of all this, what's happening, all the festivities, so not of an view, the Bnei Aaron take Ishmachta, so each one of them take a fire pan in their hands, and they put fire in them, it probably means they didn't put fire, they put like coals or whatever, something to, to create a fire, and they put incense in there, they place in there some type of fire that is strange, that they were not commanded to bring, and they bring it with them. Okay. By the way, who else do we find takes pans and puts katoris in it and dies? Remember? It's the same exact story happens with Korach. Much later. Say, I was trying to think of his name. Yeah, when Korach, <laughs> yeah. When Korach rebels, the showdown between Korach and the other Hevra, right? Korach and his, and his Hevra versus Aaron and Moshe, is they each take fire pans and put katoris in it. It's just interesting. It's the same exact thing. It's interesting. Fine, but that's what, that's what he does. Fine, they do that. And what happens? Fire comes out from God. And it consumes them. And they die from the Hashem. We always say that none of you went into where? Where did they go into? I thought they went into the Kodesh HaKadosh. That's what we always assume. We always say that. Right? So that, that's, they went with Hashem. So we assume it's the Kodesh HaKadosh. It's actually Machokas. We show them whether they're actually in the Kodesh HaKadosh or not. But they went with Hashem with a, some type of Offering that Hashem didn't command, and they get killed. Was that like guarded the Kodesh Kodesh? Like, was it or anybody just? And anyone could walk in. To. If you wanted to, you could go right in. Nobody did. There's obviously. no guard. I mean, 
I mean, the, the Levim later on, right? The Levim later on become the guardians. They, they guard the base of Mikdash, but in theory, you know, a, it wasn't like armed person. So you it know, wasn't like people tried to like storm the Kodesh Right. I mean, they okay. could. I guess they wanted to, but they saw what happened to none. Well, actually, that might actually be part of what we're going to see. As, as the response to what happened to them, right? Because that's what they did, right? They decide to storm the Kodesh Kodashim on their own. They just go in. Okay, whether it's Kodesh Kodashim where it's somewhere else in the Mishkan, but they go in on their own. Fine. So by Yom Moshe al-Aaron. So Moshe, so, so this happens and they die. And the next thing that we see is that Moshe says to Aaron as follows. This is what Hashem said, that through my close ones, I will become Kadosh. And in front of all of the people, I will be honored. That's what Moshe says to Aaron. Oh, this is what Hashem meant when he said, That's what Moshe says to Aaron. Vaidom Aaron. And Aaron is silent. Aaron doesn't respond. Okay? What happens afterwards is Moshe calls Mishael and Elzaphan to actually pull out another view, right? Kodesh, right? From the Kodesh. From the Kodesh, from the, somewhere inside the Mishkan. And they take them out, etc. And then Moshe tells Aaron and Elazar and Tamar to go ahead. He tells them basically, Prasukavav. He says, do not let your hair grow. Do not let your clothing get ripped. So you don't, they shouldn't die. He's basically don't do the things that you should do as an avil. What should they have done? They should have torn their clothing. They should have let their hair grow long. And Moshe basically says to them, you're not going to do that now. Right? You're not going to do that. Uh, everyone else is going to cry about the strafe that Hashem, the, the, you know, the, the burning that Hashem caused, but you're not going to go. You also shouldn't even leave the Mishkan. They'll listen to Moshe. So Moshe tells them, don't, don't show any signs of Avelos. Don't leave the Mishkan. You have a job to do here. And they don't. Okay? That's the story. Okay, um, what you think? What do you think when you see this story? Besides, like it's very sad. Obviously, it's very sad and horrifying. But in terms of the conversation that goes on between Moshe and Aaron, what strikes you, if anything? Well, where, wh- why aren't they allowed to mourn? Okay, good. Why can't they mourn? Should they be allowed to mourn? Good. What else? I mean, why does the Torah explicitly say and Aaron was silent? Like, yeah. It's weird like, to make a commentary that somebody's not talking. Obviously, if he doesn't respond. Aaron didn't respond. He's quiet. Aaron doesn't talk. So Aaron doesn't talk. So, and Aaron didn't talk. It's weird. Someone else didn't. I'm sure a lot of people didn't talk. <laughs> right? Why do you have to tell me that Aaron did, by Yidom Aaron, Aaron didn't speak? Why do you have to tell me that Aaron didn't speak? Why, why, why is that necessary? Good. What else? How do you like, what do you like about Moshe's response to Aaron? Completely bizarre. Why is it, no it completely bizarre? Sympathy. There is no compassion. There's no acknowledgement about Nadav and Avihu having good intentions or doing something wrong. He just kind of moves on and gives specific instructions what to do next. Well, what does he say first? He says. What's the first he thing that Moshe says? Hashem's instructions were, I guess. He well, says, he says, "Who Hashem Kadesh." This is what Hashem meant. Sounds like when he said. I will be sanctified through those who are close to me. 
So what's Moshe giving a commentary on? What does it sound like? Well, that Nadav and Avi, who were not close to him, if he killed them. And... Okay, that's one way to see it. That, you know, it's only through my close people that I am sanctified, or... That would be really cruel. If you say that, right? That would, that would be like, that would be like really hard, right? Okay, maybe, maybe. Or... What are those words mean? Meaning like... No one should be in the Kodesh Kedashim? Like, what do, what do we mean by... Now, this is what Hashem meant. But look at the, look at the this is the Sapphire's translation. This is what Hashem meant by saying, through those near to me, I show myself holy and gain glory before all the people. It's through people who are close to me that I become sanctified. So one way to read it, right? And we're going to see Rashi is going to take this approach. That this is what Hashem meant when he told me that those who are close to me are the ones who sanctify. Meaning... Implication being that Nadav and Avihu, who were so, such high-level people, are the ones through whom Hashem becomes sanctified. In what way? They're almost like a korban. Almost like a korban. Like they, their death, in a certain sense, is some way a kiddush Hashem. In some way. So this was a comforting sentence, really. It should be a comforting I, sentence. Maybe. I, not by Maybe. 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 Right? It's hard. This is hard. What, what is he talking about? Right? What, what, do you, what, what? That's what the thing you say? What? What, is, what he is he talking about? It's a very cryptic thing to say. It's a very cryptic statement. Good. Look at, so let's take a look at some of the Mepharshim. We're going to deal with some of these questions. Okay? Look at Rashi and source some of you. Rashi says like this. So Rashi asked the first question, which is, Heichan Diber. What? When did most Hashem ever say that? I mean, this is the first time we see a, a phrase that Hashem says, mm-hmm. We don't have such a Pasuk. It doesn't exist in the Torah. The only time we find Hashem being quoted as saying this phrase is where? Here. Moshe says, ah, that's what God meant when he told me, like, that's interesting because we never saw that Pasuk before. Is that Moshe, like, all of a sudden realizing what something Hashem said? It sounds like, like Moshe saying, like, oh, right. that's what he meant. That time last Tuesday. Right, right. remember when God said that? that this is what he was it's talking about. Because it's a very cryptic, cryptic statement. Through those who are close to me, I become, I become holy, and in front of the nation, I will become honored. What was God talking about? What did that mean? If Moshe just heard that statement at some point, it didn't mean anything to him, because what does that mean? That's not, a, that doesn't, lacks, lacks, Clarity, that statement, right? So, Moshe, so according to Rashi, we'll have to see, but w- one way to read it is, oh, that's what it meant. But if that's true, that's how Rashi's reading it. Close to ah, so, you're close to Hashem, it's through their death that Hashem became Kadosh, we have to understand what that, what that means. But if that's true, then Rashi says, well, that's only going to work if God said it. And we don't have God saying it ever. Right? We, don't, we don't ever find that God said this. But we don't know every single thing that Hashem said to good, Moshe. Good, good. That's so fine. Days of talking. That's one answer. One answer is you're right. God never said it. We never heard God. We don't know everything God says to Moshe Benu, and maybe we never heard it until now. It became relevant. Now Moshe. By, oh, by the way, that was God told me that a couple of weeks ago, and I, you know, I didn't mention it to you because I didn't know. I didn't know it referred to you. But now that I heard it, now that I see this, I realize he was referring to this. Right, but it's the only time in Torah that we've had we have a structure of this. Right, there's no other time when Moshe's like, Hashem told me last week. That's a good question. Like, is there any other time when Moshe mentioned something that he heard? There is another example, which is even more cryptic, but actually more important. I don't know, more important. Um, 
at one point Hashem tells, to, tells Moshe Benu, we're talking about doing shechita. He says to him, You should shech the way I taught you. And there is no place where Hashem taught, told him. And that's one of the proofs for Torah Shabbat Peh. Right, that he says that you should shech the way I showed you. It doesn't, the Torah doesn't tell you how to shech. Right, so the, so that, that's one of the examples used by Chazal as a, as a, as a, you know, a proof that, that Hashem taught us, taught most of some things that he didn't write down. But it's a little different than that, right? But fine. So Rashi tries to answer the question. So Heichan Diber, says, I'll tell you where it comes from. It's a pasuk in Shemos Chav Tes Nem Gimel. When Hasham says, "Vino Adeti Sham LeBnei Yisrael Vinikdash Bichvodi," he says, I'll, "I'll come be in the Mishkan, and I will become sanctified through my honor." Al Tichra Tichri Bichvodi Ela B'Mechubadai. Not I will be honored through my cover, but by those who are honored. I mean, there'll be certain individuals who are people deserving of honor. Who are going to being Makadashim Shemaim, they make a Kiddush Hashem by something that they did. Okay? So he wants to say that's where he said it, meaning he didn't say these words, but it was the same concept he did mention before. Amrullah Moshullah Aaron. Aaron Achi. Aaron, my brother. Right? He was talking to him kindly and sensitively. Yodeya Hayisi Shit Kadesh Habayis Bimiyudaav Shamakom. I knew that the that the Baisamik there said that the Mishkan would become Kadosh, through those who are known to Hashem, those that are close to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Ve'ayiti savur obi obecha. I thought it was going to mean that either me or you was going to be the sacrifice. sacrifice. Sounds like right, wild. Achshav roe ani shehem gedolim mimeni umimeka. And now I see it wasn't us; it was them. Wow, right. They are really much greater than us. And the fact that Hashem took them instead of me and you is not because they are lower than us, it's because they are greater than us. How would you even hypothesize that they were greater than Moshe and Aaron? Good question. Um, um, what? There are other Rishonim who asked that exact question. That's Rashi. Come on. Right, but what's the, but what's the, but what, no, what's the possible answer to that question, though? What could you say? In his Anavos, he, he thinks that somebody's. Anivas still doesn't mean to not know who you are. Anivas means to know who you are, but know it's from Hashem. Right? So what, so what, what, no, but what could, what could it mean in theory? I don't know if you're younger than them, right? But what's, what's the possibility? They've sinned less. They've sinned they, less. They, they're younger, pure, innocent. They grew up post Mitzrayim, so they weren't subject to the same stuff Moshe and Aaron were. I mean, it's only a couple of years in, but yeah. But, but no, but maybe they are, have potential you even greater than Moshe on, right? When, when, right? There's always people like that, right? When great people, they're, they're great people and they have children or they have students who have even greater potential than them, right? So what Moshe is saying is that they, they actually had a potential to be even greater than us, right? They, there's a lot of interesting midrashim about why they end up dying, right? What does Chazal say about what they had intentions to do? They want, they, the, the Torah says later they never had children, and so, so Chazal say because they didn't have such on purpose. They said, we're just going to take, just take care of Chal Yisrael. We're going to be like mamish, mamish, the holiest. We're not going to have our own lives. And that if you Moshe didn't want that from them. There's all kinds of answers to that question. But, but, but according to Rashi now, how do we understand at least what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Aaron? Is he trying to be sensitive and kind? He's trying to. He's trying to. inconsistent with that case. I thought we learned from that. We don't, Sacrifice people. Sacrifice. Okay, but so why would Hashem, with the dedication of the Mishkan, do that? It just. It's okay, but what's the answer to that question? I don't know. Did Hashem sacrifice out of any of you? 
Well, did they play no role here? Because what? Why? They made a mistake. They were worthy of punishment. They were worthy of punishment. But Moshe's not saying that to Aaron. He's just saying that, like, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, like every kid, like every kid comes home from school, right? They all know this, right? Like, how could it be that Yosef was left in jail for two years for one set? Oh, because I mean, big tzaddikim, they're held to a higher standard, right? Every kid, like, comes home with that answer, right? So it's true, first of all, right? At a certain level, you're held to a different type of standard. One, a, a small mistake for a big person is different than a small mistake for a small person. But whatever that means, that they, they, my point is that they contributed here. They did not do anything. They made a mistake. They brought it. They brought it. Eishah shelotziva Hashem. They brought it impossibly into Kodesh Kadash. That's a big no-no. This is something very bad. They had the right intentions. They did it Hashem Shemayim, presumably, but they but they made a big mistake. But why they get a big punishment. But his words are bikrovai at Kadesh. Ah, so so you're bothered by why? How's that? How's that a Kodesh Hashem Shemayim? Yeah. Good. So that brings us back to Jenny's point from from before about guardians of the of the Kodesh Meaning, what are you going to say now? What is the what is the Kiddush Hashem? It's not a typical Kiddush Hashem. Because they're showing but, how holy, how holy the, the place is and how holy God is that you can't just come in with a Srefa and a, right? It's, Ask it's any person who's holy. learned the basics of the Parsha, right? This Parsha before. Adult, child, they will tell you they know that the Kiddush Hashem is a dangerous place. How do you know? Because they brought a, a foreign... This fire, story. Right. It is from this story that everybody, anybody who's learned this parsha, do you ask them, how do you know that the Kodesh Kodesh is a dangerous place? Not even of you. That's what I'll tell you. Right? That's how you know. Also know from the second base of Mikdash that the Kohen Gadol every year was, would, they would bribe to get in and then they would right. die. But, but the, the point being that it was, it was, that's how you know. Right? And what ends up being true, the Krovai et Kadesh, Hashem it became clear that this place is a Kaddish place. Why? Through whom? Not of an view. They remain famous forever for a mistake that they made, but we typically see them as holy people, right? Who made a mistake. This, okay, we're, we're, we're going to have more, we're going to have more explanations. I'm with but you, but that's, no, but that's, <laughs> you don't have to accept Rashi. Don't worry, Rashi. But I'm just going to go Rashi. Okay. Has Har-Sinai, Hashem said, don't go up to Harsinai. Yeah. We built a wall around Harsinai. You will, ah. you will die if you... And people did. But they, did, no, they didn't. They didn't he, die. He gave a I warning. Thought, thought You're going yeah. close. No one, one, yeah, no one ends up going close there. See, Mark there. Is right. How are they supposed to know that the Kodesh was so holy? There was never a warning well, that said didn't... you cannot enter, Good, right? good, good. That's fair. She's That's right. Good. It's not like, fair. Well, yeah. It's not fair. Good. Right. Sorry. Good. But it is okay. interesting that usually when a fire Newslash? comes down... Newsflash? Life isn't fair. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is that going to be the... Is answer? that the Rajpah? I was going to say. Sorry. End of share. But usually... <laughs> but yeah. Not always, but usually when there is a punishment or a fire comes down and people are killed, there is like Vayichar Af Hashem, right? Like usually there is an emotion that Good. Hashem is showing and there isn't an emotion here. You don't find really that. Is Vatit Se Hashem. A fire comes out from Hashem, but we don't find that he is angry at them. Yeah, we don't. Correct? Right. Correct? Which kind of goes with what you're saying. Like, it just, oh, you went in, that's what happens See ya. you go in. Now you're zapped. It's not like you, it's not like a punishment. It's just like, oh. So as much as, let me ask you this. As much as you don't like it, as much as we don't like it, then, but in terms of Rashi being a good explanation for what happened, what would you say? Plausible. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it actually is pretty good. Yeah. This is what Hashem said is going to happen. Hashem waits for someone to step out of line. 
specifically not of an Aviyu, even though maybe you're going to argue they weren't even commanded not to. We know they were commanded not. We knew they weren't commanded to. That much we do know. But they step out of line. They step over the line, right? And that's the end. And, and now, forevermore, everybody's going to know, don't mess the kosher Hashem. So you say, Hashem should have, Hashem should have, like, made a sign, made a big commandment. You're saying they didn't have everybody. Beira when there was no, okay, so, in every other good. instance, so, when Hashem so, does so that, that it, it's clear because Hashem said this and they did this, then this was the punishment, right? right? There's never right. a... It didn't say during the construction of the Mishkan when we... Don't go the in there? Kedashim. Not don't go in there, but like that is the Makom for the Kohen Gadol. Um, um, we have actually go as we move forward. We have we have we're gonna, we're, as we move forward in the Parshat Sav. Even you have by the way, there's a big machloka still. Some say that they were they were drunk when they went in. That's why right after this is a command not to go into the into the Mishkan drunk, They're having drinking any wine. Even um, there's a bunch of different possibilities of things that they did. Some say they went in. They went in street. Yeah, and they went out, like, the other things that they could have done that were you know that really made them chayiv misa. But. But, you look at the pshat, though. but look at the pshat, it's hard. But I'm just saying, and just in terms of Rashi's explanation now, it does, it works actually better actually than I was even thinking going in here. Right? That, because it's true, Rashi's saying, I'll tell you where he said it. This is where Hashem said it before. This is what he meant. And that's what happened. And it's true. People now know about the Kedusha of this place from Krovai, from people who didn't make a big mistake. We may feel that's unfair. But that's, Rashi's pshat is actually not so bad. Yes? Let's keep going. Ramban. Okay? Ramban. Ramban says in source number three, Lodati, he quotes Rashi, he says, You don't need it. Okay? What Hashem says, what he does, what he thinks, etc. Hashem says, you know, that Hashem says things and thinks things, but we don't really understand what they are, right? I'm going to get into all this right now. But I, but I want to go to where he says, like this. Look the page. He says, Vinei Amar Moshe. So we're on the top of page two. Hamikra hazeh hu asher gazar Hashem lemor al elibo. This is what Hashem said to himself. What is the Ramban getting at? We don't know where Hashem said this. He's saying Hashem Maybe didn't say it. Hashem said it to himself. <laughs> you don't, shouldn't go. Lo yaharsu, the same language we had by the mountain, like you mentioned, Lana. Right? Not to go into that place. Right? This is going to teach them the lesson. It's a similar point, right? That 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 um that Rashi said. He's just saying, I don't need you to find me a Pasuk. So I don't have a Pasuk. So what? Hashem said it to himself. This is what Hashem meant. This is what Hashem was... This, is what, this must be what Hashem was, was, you know, was thinking about. Right? That he did this for this reason. And then what happens? Why is Aaron quiet? We always say, oh, Aaron was quiet. He didn't, he didn't respond. He says, no. He, why do we, why do we, we asked before, why do we tell him that he's quiet? The answer is, he wasn't quiet. He was crying. Right? He was crying. And that moment he was quiet. After Moshe said this to him. Then Moshe kind of gives him like a little nechama. He didn't die, right? According to Ramban, at least for Moshe Bacon saying, they didn't die in vain. Their death had some meaning. It's going to teach something to Klai Yisrael forever. Right? For, for thousands of years, we'll remember these two boys 
because of what they taught us about the Kedusha of the Mishka. I don't know if that's like the thing that most people would feel better about. But that's what, according to Ramban, that's, and why Vaidom Aaron, actually very nice shot, right? Because at that moment, he, he, was, he silenced himself at that moment because he wasn't silent before. So not so different from Ramban, from Rashi, but it says a little different shot in terms of the Pasuk and also explains why Vaidom Aaron. Number four. So these are also, also Rashi's grandchildren, right? The Balayatosos are Rashi's, many of them are Rashi's grandchildren. Bikrovaya Kadesh will become sanctified with my Krovim. Ayade Misas Kruvim, Krovim, Halalu, because of the death of these close people. Et Kadesh Vet Kadel Lene Kolaam, right? That I'm going to be raised up, right? I'm going to be seen. In a greater way, in front of all Am Yisrael, she yisu kavachomer be'atzim. They're going to make a kavachomer, right? We know kavachomer, right? If it's true by this, these people, it certainly is true by us, right? 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 They're going to make a kavachomer. If not even a view died from this, so holy cow, I definitely shouldn't do this, and I don't need guards at the entrance to the kodesh hakadoshim because this, what happened here, is going to make that a non-issue. Fine. I want to show you now the Rashbam. Because Rashbam says a very different pshat in this story. Or at least in what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying and of how Aaron is responding. So it says Rashbam like this. They died. As soon as Aaron heard this, Aaron here sees what happens here and he has no interest anymore. This is the first day of the Mishkan. He's been elected the Kohen Gadol. <clears throat> this, is his, this is his moment in the sun. Right? It has actually nothing to do with the building of the, of the Mishkan itself, really. Right? And he is, if anything, he's, he's in a bad place still from the Egel Azov, Right? And now it's his turn to, to, be, to be the Kohen Gadol. And he has no interest. He wants, to put it, he wants to put everything down. And he wants to do what any human being would do. He just wants to sit in the corner and, and cry. That's all he wants to do. Vayomer Moshe Aaron. And Moshe says to Aaron as follows, Al-Tisabel, you're not going to mourn now. Val-Tifke, you're not going to cry. Val-Techta and you're not going to put down your responsibilities in the Mishkan. Ki adavar hazer shani omer lecha, hu asher diber Hashem. Because this is what Hashem has told me to tell you now. What is that? Bikrovai ekadesh. Ready? What does it mean? Bikanim Gadolim Hakrovim Eli. Who are the Kanim Gadolim Hakrovim Eli? It's Aaron, right? The Kohen Gadol. The Krovaya Kadesh is with the Kohen Gadol himself, who are close to me, Lisharseni, to, to serve me. Ani Kadesh. I'm telling you, Aaron, right now, I'm telling you what I want from you. I want you to serve me. And that will be a Kiddush Shemayim. Okay, wait, time out. Bikrovai. Is not Bikrovi. Good. Is plural? Good. So. Good. Okay. That's a little problem for, 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 yeah. for Rashbam. Rashbam, sorry, Rashbam says Bikwanim Gedolim. Right, right. All the Kwanim Gedolim. But only the Gadols. So only Kwanim Gedolim, meaning Aaron and, and subsequent Kwanim Gadols. Good, 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 good. That's why he says it, but that's why, that's why Rashbam says that, because he's bothered what you said. Bikrovai sounds like, sounds like plural. Yeah. Okay, but what you're saying is that what I want now going forward is those who are close to me to be Mikadeshmi. I don't want my avoda to be, right, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, defamed. Shekein Amali Akadosh Baruch Hu, because Hashem told me Hakohen Agadol Meachav Ed Roshol Yifravet Begadol from his halach in general. By the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol in general is not allowed to mourn. If a Kohen Gadol is serving as Kohen Gadol and he loses a relative, it's not just Aaron. Is any Kohen Gadol is not allowed to, to mourn. It's a very difficult halacha. Ever? Yeah, ever. The Kohen Gadol doesn't doesn't mourn like everybody else. Certain things, but most things he doesn't do. He doesn't cut it. He doesn't let his hair go. He doesn't tear his clothing. Umini mikdash He's not allowed to leave the mikdash. Vloyechaleas mikdash alohav. Okay. Haim lo yatsa kidesh. By not leaving, you make a kidesh kidashim shemayim. And says Rashi vein muktam umuchar b'tarat. The fact that this these halachas are taught later on. This halachas actually taught later on in Parshas Amor. Um, but he says these these I believe it's Parshas Amor. The point Rashi is saying is these halachas which are taught later were actually already taught. And what, what, what Moshe is saying to Aaron is, and now it's time to put these halachas into play. Right? You are the Kohen Gadol, Aaron. You're not going to stop, actually. You're going to move forward. Okay? Right? You're going to go ahead. And you're going to do what you've got to do. Okay? And what does it mean? What is the cover of the Shechina? That this person is able to have such a horrible thing happen to him and go further on with his Avodah Hashem. That's a Kiddush Hashem. Okay? Don't worry. I'm ready for you. Don't worry. Okay? Okay? This is hard, right? Yeah. But, but I, I want I want to see, we can see how it's hard, but I also want to see in a second how there's something very interesting about it. Okay, Vaidom Aaron, and then Aaron's quiet. He's quiet. Me Aviluso. He he was quiet from his Avilus. Velo Bacha Velo is Abel. He didn't cry, and he didn't he didn't mourn. Shekain Kasubi Yecheskel Ben Adam. Inen Lokech Muchatz Machamad Enachab Magifa Hanek Dom Yecheskel is also told to to not do. To not do, to not, um, to not mourn, and one of the, the phrase that's used is ha'anek dom. He should be quiet, right? Meaning you're not going to do what a lot of the things we learn learn about Hilchos Avilus actually in the Gemara and Mordechai. We learn from a, from Yecheskel, who's told by Hashem not to mourn. But the point, of the interesting point that he's making is the language by Yecheskel is ha'anek dom, be quiet. And same thing, Aaron is by dom Aaron. Aaron did the same exact thing as Yecheskel did. He stopped being an avil. This is the Pshat. Okay? This whole thing that Rashi is saying, right? that what Moshe is saying is he's saying, oh, that's what Hashem meant when he said it before, and these people are going to die and to be Kiddush Hashem. That can't be the pshat. Why? What? Hashem set it up that there's going to be a, the Mishkan's going to be consecrated and then he's going to kill two people? That's ridiculous, says Rashbam. That's impossible. That's not what Hashem wanted. And, there, and therefore, the Rashbam says, what Moshe is saying is not a response. Oh, this explains what happened, Aaron. That's not what Moshe is saying. He's saying, Aaron, I'm not going to explain what happened. I'm not going to explain what happened. Why not? So I can't explain what happened. 
I'm going to tell you what you should do going forward. Okay, what you ask him to do going forward is very difficult. Don't get me wrong. It's unusual for, for anybody else, right? But he's not explaining the past. He's giving him a path forward. I think it's fascinating. Right? Rashi is all about explanation and, and make it make sense and this is why and you shouldn't feel so bad because really it's okay. There's so, you can hear the voices in that Shavah house. It's in a better place. This is what Hashem wants. Right? Ask anybody. Yeah, he's sitting, right? What that's like. Right? No one wants to hear that. Right? No one wants to hear any... Ex- they want to say it? Fine. They don't want to hear anybody else give them... I was once at a place. I couldn't believe it. To hear some people say things like that. Right? The Rashbam says, Moshe got that too. And he's not giving an explanation. He's saying, this is what you do right there. This is how you live your life going forward. And if you can, if you can have this happen to you, Aaron, and you're not going to give it all up, you're not going to throw it away, and you're not going to take off your yarmulke, and you're going to go and find some way forward, that's Kedesh Shemayim. That's your real Kedesh Hashem. I'm so sorry. Careful. I don't understand Rashbam's explanation, though, of him saying then, oh, this is what Hashem meant what, he's, what he said. So he's not saying that. According to Rashbam, what he's saying what is, saying? this is what Hashem told me just now to tell you. Oh, like he had a nevuah at that very second. Moshe Bain has nevuah at any time, right? He says, just now, after this happened, Hashem came and told me, this is what you should do, Aaron. This is the path forward after what happened. I'm not going to explain to you what happened before. Right? Yeah, Rashbam doesn't say, I'm dramatizing it. I'm not going to explain to you because I can't explain. But he doesn't give an explanation. According to, it's very clearly removing that shot. I don't, he doesn't like that shot. That Rashi said that he's explaining to him what happened. And this is why. And this is what Hashem meant. And by the way, it helps a lot because we don't find that Hashem said that. Rashbam says, right, because he never did. And Moshe is giving a nevuah right now. This is what Hashem said to do now. No surprise, you don't know it from before because it wasn't there. And by the way, the things he tells him to do now, he says, are the things that a Kohen Gadol is told to do. So it makes perfect sense. He's telling him, go forward now and continue your job. Okay? It's still hard. He's still asking him to do something superhuman, not to, not, to, not to mourn his children's death. It's still incredibly difficult. But it's a different, right? It's a different way. It's a different way. I'm sorry, what is the reason why a Kohen Gadol... Doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. Like it's kind of like it's a bad omen because. He's. You know, it's a good question. We should look at that. I should. No, but it's halacha wise, right? They can't actually. They can't. No, but they're no, just saying what. We, yeah, there is halacha, but, but no, but Elon's just saying why. What, what's the pshat? Like why? Why can't a coin go? A regular coin is a regular coin. If anything else, a regular coin who is generally can't become tamei mace has to be matame for his family members, right? He goes to, a, he goes to the cemetery. He goes to the, to the funeral. Yeah, he goes, the Kohen have to be able to go at any time to the Kodesh so, but, yeah, oh, yeah, so He's like, oh, he's on call. I thought that's how it worked. Yeah, yeah. sort of the shot. Okay. So that that, that, that could be a shot, right? Exactly. The things that he's not allowed to do because he has to be ready to be the Kohen. You could, again, Hashem could have made the rule that there's a, skunk, there's a, there's a, there's a backup Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol goes and sits Shiva and the backup Kohen Gadol does the job. You could have said that too. Yeah, but also he, he doesn't say that. Correct. But he does, other, he does he have Vodol all the time. But you're, but, no, but you're right. It can't be, we need him so badly, there's no replacement for him. That's not really... We, first of all, we do have a Scott Cohen Gadol, who is always at the ready. So it, it, it could have been... It, there's something more symbolic there. There's something more... There's something more... You have to, he's going to die, right? Before, the, before, the, before Yom Kippur, you have to always have... What do they do in the second base of Egypt? Every time the new Cohen Gadol who bought his way in would, would go die. in and die... They make a new Cohen Gadol. But then who would actually bring... 
Oh, I don't know. Fresh Armenian kippur. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, it was a big problem. Wow. It was a big problem. Um, but this the kind of goes against what we were saying a couple weeks ago about human nature and what's natural. Well, sometimes Hashem asks us to go against our nature a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. Always, Hashem asks us. Right. You're right. Yes, but no, we mentioned is... we mentioned how when we when we talk about that. I don't. Know. That I, oh, korbanos. Uh, I mean, we talk about Karbanos that the Rambam says, what do you want? Hashem doesn't want us to like totally forget who we are. We have to like be human. And he couldn't get them away from Avodah Zarah. You're right. Here, but so there's sometimes when the Torah says, look, there's certain things I can't actually break yourself that much. But most of the time, or very often we're told, a little bit, you really want to eat this, you're not going to eat that. You really want, you really, okay, all kinds of things. Not a little bit. This, this, is, this, this is a lot. But this is only for Aram. Right. Only, it's not for everybody. It's not for our own. Aaron and whoever comes after. Okay, Aaron. that one person in every generation. You know, what I mean? we're not talking about. Uh, but you're right. It's hard. I want, but I want to show you. I, want, I just want to share with you a story. So I think I found this. So this this message of like, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you personally. There's a very big like. Um, you're in certain situations, right? And you're everyone in their own position, in their own job, etc. To want to like say the right thing. Right, so so I speak with my 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 when I teach on Friday to my students, speech class and what you. So I I've spoken to them when I talk about like eulogies, etc. There's a big desire to be the rabbi who says the right thing, and I said I'm just gonna tell you something. The more you try to say the right thing in those moments, you're gonna mess it up. You're gonna hurt somebody really bad, because usually trying to say the right thing, not gonna help, because in those really really bad bad moments, there's usually nothing to say. Right, so to give some explanation, uh, it's in a better place, and it's better for him because of this and that. You're not going to explain it to them. Person's too much pain, and you don't know, and you don't actually know. So who do you think you are to give an answer? So to look at this story. I'm going to tell you this it's so fast, and this is Rabbi Golden. Consider, for example, the halachic dictate that upon visiting a mourner, one should wait for the mourner to speak first. An unforgettable personal experience taught me the true purpose and power of this law. Upon hearing of the tragic, untimely death of a grandson of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. I determined to pay a shiva call, a condolence visit, even though I did not know the parents well. I entered a room to find a child's father sitting on the floor, surrounded by roughly 50 men. For 45 minutes, no one said a word. The mortar did not feel like speaking. In accordance with the law, no visitor spoke first. The silence was punctuated only when, every few moments, a visitor rose, approached a mourner, and recited the traditional formula, Hamakim Nachem After 45 minutes of silence, I rose, recited the formula myself, and I left. I had never before, nor have I ever since, experienced a more moving shiva visit. The eloquent message communicated through our silence could not have been clearer. We are with you, we silently said to the mourner, as best we can be in your sorrow. There's no need to speak if you do not wish to speak. We will sit silently with you and allow our presence to speak for itself. Perhaps then Aaron's silence in the aftermath of his children's sudden violent death does not indicate an acceptance of Moshe's words, but a rejection. This is actually very intense. Confronted with his brother's attempt at consolation and rationalization, Aaron wordlessly responds, Moshe, there are times when words do not suffice, when they are in fact hurtful. I reject your attempt to explain the inexplicable. No words of comfort will assuage my heart's deep pain. I am willing to accept God's justice, but I know that I will never fully understand. For me, in the face of overwhelming loss, there is only one meaningful response. Silence. Vayidom Aaron and Aaron was silent. Sometimes silence is the most profound communication of all. So this makes the argument that Aaron actually is Vayidom Aaron is a response to Moshe. Right? You could argue 
that Moshe's, you know, according to Rashbam, at least, Moshe's response is not, it's also, he was still quiet. It was just guiding Aaron going forward, right? But either way, I think the, the power of that Vayidom Aaron and the power, I think, of the Machlokas, even between Rashi and the Rashbam, right, was there, would Moshe Rabbeinu try to, to rationalize and explain? By the way, he's still Moshe Rabbeinu. So if he's giving an explanation that Hashem offered, it's different than a regular person, right? But, but even so, Rashbam is saying, like, it's, it's that, don't even go there. Don't even, don't even tell me that Moshe gave some explanation. It's not possible. It's a fascinating, you know, back and forth. When I was a teacher in uh, TABC, after, I, was, I was teaching in TABC during Hurricane Sandy. And Rabbi Adler, Rabbi Yosef Ali, he, he was still the principal. He got up and he said, he said, if any Rebbe, he says in front of the students, if any Rebbe is going to tell me, because right, people started to say, like, oh, is Sandy having because of da 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 right? He goes, if anyone will get up and give an explanation for what happened, I'm going to fire them on the spot. You know? That was class of Rabbi Adler. But like, but his point to the kids was, don't, don't try. Don't try. We, 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 we we're so looking for answers that we come up with things. We don't know. And we don't know is, we don't know is also an answer. You know, and that's sort of the, the message here, I think, I think from the Rashbam, or really from uh, the whole story. Oh, thank you.